All right, race fans, gamblers, and anyone who wants to lay some coin down on NASCAR, welcome to Through the Gears. I'm your host, Mark Harris, at Skybox NASCAR on Twitter. And tonight, we have a little bit of a longer guest segment, and for good reason, Full Tank with Phil was one of the one of the two guys who got me in the podcasting game, and I absolutely would not be here without him. So we're going to talk a little bit of Darlington here in a second, uh, but uh, but I also want to jump right into our guest segment and get to talking about Wilkesboro this weekend. Now, last weekend at Darlington, we saw complete heartbreak on a few guys. We saw Truex lead what seemed like the entire first two stages. And then he turned himself off of Chastain's door at the end of stage two. Uh, we saw Chastain lead a bunch of laps in the third stage and uh, thought he may run away with it. And then after the final green flag pit stops, we saw Larson do Larson things and frog jump uh, Ross Chastain. And if it weren't for Rocket Man Ryan Newman's self-spin in the 51, which we've seen uh, time and time again that has bit the gambler's ass, uh, we probably would be talking about how much of a snooze fest it was uh, and, and Larson running away with it with another victory this year. But instead, uh, we have all that late race drama between Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson that has been blowing up social media this week. Now, my opinion, uh, they both did the same move on each other. Larson, the, the restart before everyone's ranting and raving about, uh, maybe not raving, but ranting about, uh, Larson ran Chastain right up into the fence. The one where, uh, Elliot Logano, Truex, they all wrecked, uh, that, that, that restart Larson ran him straight up into the fence. And, uh, and, and if you heard, if you saw the video that NASCAR put out, uh, with the, with the radio chatter from the spotters and the drivers, Ross Chastain was talking literally about the same thing that, that, Larson and then we're talking about okay what lane do we choose so that we don't have him do the same thing he just did and uh, that's why Chastain took the bottom and he did the same thing that Larson did the restart before uh, ran him up into the fence now Chastain was a little bit ahead of Larson uh, about a about a half a car length um, and and ended up getting turned and you know I I, I think that was Ross Chastain's fault in the last one but uh, the same thing could have easily happened with Larson on that, that first restart. So, uh, at the end of the day, we had William Byron 10 to one to win the race, uh, after what seemed like uh, a race ending bad pit stop early in the race. Uh, he found himself at the front at the end when it counted, he avoided the wrecks and sometimes that shit happens in NASCAR, right? I mean, sometimes, uh, you find guys that just they're at, they're there at the end and you can't, you can't wager on that. You can't bet on that. You can't, uh, expect that to happen, but sometimes it does. So we're going to take our money and we're going to run straight to Wilkes County, North Carolina, and get to all-star racing this weekend. And now on to our guest portion of the night, the guy that got me into the podcasting game, the guy who had the first ever NASCAR gambling podcast, Full Tank Phil or Full Tank with Phil. How you doing, buddy? Mark, I'm thrilled to be here, man, and you know, really happy that um, you're doing this gig here with Front Stretch, and uh, couldn't be happier for you. And was honored when I got the text to jump on with you to talk about the bets this week. So, um, really pumped. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to North Wilkesboro this week. We we just recapped Darlington in the intro, but 
another first time visit to a track. And I feel like we've seen that over the last, you know, two or three years, uh, you know, NASCAR, SMI, trying new things, going to new places. Well, not only are we, I guess we're trying a new place, uh, but we're going back to a place that SMI owns and a, and a place that used to run NASCAR back in the 90s. Uh, have you, have you learned anything from these first time visits? Is there anything that you can take from, from the Bristol dirt, from the road America, from all these different new tracks that we've been to? Is there anything you can take out of that going into Wilkesboro this weekend? I I take two things away. One is the fact that, you know, when you're gambling, it's just like, if you're like driving around in a new city, like you're not going to be zipping around like everywhere. You want to be a little more cautious. Right. So I'm I'm not wheeling and dealing, throwing bets down willy nilly early in the week like I maybe am normally. So I'm, I'm holding back. You want to see what's on the track first before you really laying a lot down. Um, and we will get some ample opportunity to see some drivers and what they have with the way that race, the all-star race is structured with these heat races. So um, taking a little more caution, you know, and and feeling it out a little bit uh, is one thing that we're you know, trying to apply this week because it is a, a new place. And the second thing is you called out like Bristol dirt, for example, um, and, and gateway is another where the favorites aren't exactly just going to go like steamroll everyone. Uh, right. You remember the first time we did Bristol dirt, it was Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell. That's all we were talking about. And those two finished in like the thirties. So um, we'll, we'll pump the brakes on just hammering the favorite probably, but uh, anyone, you know, especially since it's an all-star race and a little bit weirder, you know, stipulations on the, the race itself. Um, it, it's, it's, pretty wide open. So I, I wouldn't say that anything is an absolute lock this weekend for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is an all-star race and you know, the, the all-star races that we've seen in years past have been a little gimmicky. Yes. I'm going to use that word a little gimmicky. We've got inverts. We've got, uh, you win a segment. Okay. You're starting first. You win the second segment. You're starting third second. We don't have any of that this week. Okay. We got one comp caution and we have, uh, one set of sticker tires after that said comp caution. There's it, it, it feels like we're going back to North Wilkesboro. I guess, you know, we don't have stages per se. Um, but it, it feels good. It feels like, you know, we don't, we don't have these, uh, you, you know, when we're at Texas the last few years and even at Charlotte uh, before that, it's like, how do we handicap this? Right. It's like, we got so much going on. Like we spend half our week preparing for this race, trying to figure out what the damn schedule is and what the, what the itinerary is during the all-star race. So it, it does feel good to be at, at, at back to a, a normal type race. Uh, yes, we, we will have a comp caution, but uh, way better than, in, in my opinion, than what we've seen in years past. Now, I do think, you know, unlike Bristol Dirt, uh, more like Gateway, I do feel like we have some comp tracks here. So um, I think I think Richmond is a perfect example of, of comp track number one. It's, it's cheese grater tires, uh, similar distance, the track-wise, lap-wise. And, uh, you know, it's got the elevation changes, similar, similar banking, um, so what I'm taking for comp tracks this week is Richmond from this year. And then also total speed ranking from this year, because last week I did the same thing at Darlington high tire, where we haven't seen something quite like Darlington this year in 2023. So I looked at Darlington one and two from last year, more emphasis on Darlington two, and then also looked at total speed ranking from 2023. 
And I was all in on William Byron. Now, did he have the fastest car? No. Did he have a top three car? I think that's an argument. But my point is, you look at the speed that the cars have had this year, and I think those guys are going to be up at the front this weekend at North Wilkesboro. So, Phil, is there anything that I'm missing here? Do you do? What are your thoughts on throwing Phoenix in there? Do are do you are you as high on Richmond as I am? What is your landscape of of comp tracks this week going into Wilkesboro? Yeah, so I can't argue with Richmond being your cornerstone um, because, you know, Richmond makes sense for all the reasons you said. Plus, uh, they're running the same tire compound as Richmond um, and, you know, Phoenix from this season. So Richmond, you know, is really checking all the boxes there. Um, I like to look around, you know, definitely default to Ryan for my fantasy. He has Martinsville in there as well. So I'm kind of doing equal parts Martinsville and my um data this week um so i'm looking at the last four races two of each on them average finish driver rating all the stats you know that you go to and then i'm also looking at the speed ranking combined from those two races that we saw this year in 2023 um as really my kickoff point as a way to get some sort of foundation make heads and tails of anything um to give me something to work off of and then start looking at the the odds and and work through it that way so i'm throwing martinsville in there yeah, see, I just I, I don't love Martinsville. And the reason why I think in years past, I probably would have liked Martinsville more. But the fact that we had such just a conveyor belt type racing, we had Logano uh, that looked he had, like, like he had a piano on his mm-hmm. tailgate uh, about to get lapped in the first stage. And then, oh, he got his laps back or, you know, he finds his way in second place. And, oh, all of a sudden he's got second place speed. No one can pass him. Right. It's like. I don't know. I, 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 I'm weary to throw Martinsville in there, uh, but I, I am obviously not perfect. Nobody's perfect here, but uh, that's just my opinion. And I do value Ryan Stevens, Ryan from uh, uh, win the race.info. I, you know, he puts out some great content. So y'all go check that out. Um, all right, let's look at the odds board this week. So there's already been a little bit of movement. Um, Kyle Larson, he's down. I'm looking at Barstool Sportsbook right now, as I do most weeks. Kyle Larson, six and a half to one. He's down from seven, seven and a half to one from opening. Kevin Harvick, eight and a half to one. He was all the way up at 10 to one. I got him at 10 to one early in the week. Uh, he went down to seven to one, uh, co favorite with Kyle Larson. Now he's back up to eight and a half to one. I thought that was interesting. We're recording this on Thursday. And then you got a bunch of guys that are in that 10 to 11 to one range bell byron chastain logano who logano is interesting he came down from i think he opened at 14 to 1 maybe 15 to 1 some shops he's all the way down to 10 to 1 truex 10 to 1 elliot hamlin kyle bush all in that 11 10 to 1 11 to 1 range uh and then it kind of opens up a little bit you got blaney you got a couple fords you got keselowski uh reddick at 25 to 1 bubba wallace 25 to 1 uh, Briscoe, which yes, he's shown us some short flat track speed over the year or the last couple of years. He's at 28 to one, but man, the speed in 2023 has been lacking. So Phil, uh, wh- where, where do your eyes lead you? Where does your mind lead you? Where does your money lead you this early in the week before practice, before the heat races? Is there anything that you're going to jump on at this point in the week, maybe at the top of the board, maybe even just start scrolling down to the bottom of the board. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on the outright board at this point? Yeah. So again, keeping it a little bit more cautious this week than I normally do. Um, I did see Kyle Larson at seven and one and I snagged him. So just get that out of the way. Um, you know, knew that that was going to go down. Uh, I didn't quite understand why he was 
opening up so high, maybe the uncertainty. But the guy I want to talk about, he's checking three different boxes here for me. And this is Joey Logano. Um, so it might not be the, the you know most perfect pick here, but when I snagged them, it was at 14 to one. And clearly other people are on to this concept as well, because when I recorded my podcast on Tuesday night, he was down to 12 to one. And now as we're talking two days later, it's 10 to one. So on Saturday night, he's got what eight to one. Is that the pattern? Um, so, you know, clearly other people like him, but looking at the four comp races that I'm talking about, um, he's got one top five, four top tens is the only driver in NASCAR in those four starts that has four for four in top tens. In fact, he's only one of two drivers who is four for four for top 15s in those four races. And that guy is Kyle Larson, our co-favorite. So clearly this is a driver that's very consistent on these and we're saying comps like pretty liberally, right? Like we're, <laughs> yeah, we're air yeah, quoting yeah. comps, uh, but still, you know, this is what we're working off of. So uh, second in average finish in those four races, fifth in driver rating just has the numbers there that I like as a gambler, you know, to be like consistent and someone to kind of say, all right, now he's 10 to one. Uh, you know, anybody listen to this right now? I think 10 to one is still pretty good on somebody like Joey Logano. Um, and I know that he hasn't been fantastic in 2023 uh but he has lately like kansas darlington all of a sudden you look up and there's the 22. uh so that is joey logano kind of in a nutshell now the third checkbox that he hits for me is i think i'm kind of hoping that this all-star race with these sticker tires as a stipulation comes into play in some way shape or form because we know that this track's going to eat up these tires they only got four sticker tires to throw on after they start and one after the halfway point. So who is going to be strategizing? Who's the crew chief that's going to get creative? He's got Paul Wolf, who is the most creative uh, crew chief or, you know, one of the most creative. So I think that he's a guy who would be, you know, frisky, little spicy, try to do something a little bit different than the rest of the crowd. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's got him on his side in his pit box uh, just checks all the boxes for me. So Logano at this point, 10 to one, he's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Paul Wolf and Joey Logano. So Joey Logano, uh, the last, uh, yeah, Ryan, I fantasy race puts out high tire wear, uh, speed rankings in the last two years. Guess who's number one, Joey Logano. I mean, the guy, he, he finds a way he, I feel like he's got this, he's, he's forming into this Kevin Harvick esque, like knows how to save his tires. He's got a great crew chief, on the box he's there when it counts he's there at the end even at darlington last week didn't have great speed rankings didn't have great lap times but here he goes he's in 20th he's in 15th he's in 12th oh shit now he's in eighth oh wow now he's in the top five it's like where did joey logano come from he's had a terrible car all day he's almost he's on the verge of getting lapped and here he is right and I think that's what you can count on with Joey Logano. And I think that's what people see in him betting him down from 14 to one to 12 to one to 10 to one. And I, and I, I think, I think that Joey Logano is, is a, at this point in the week at a new track, we've seen what he's done over the last couple of years. I, I, I don't think that's a terrible pick. So one of the other things that I just wanted to throw in here is I had Joey Logano like carved out because typically I'm not a guy who bets the all-star race, but like you carved out at the beginning of the year or beginning of this episode, there's reason to kind of get back into it. So knowing that I had Joey Logano's name written down before weeks ago, because when we go to new tracks recently, you look at gateway, you look at Bristol dirt, you look at the clash, three new tracks that NASCAR is experimenting with. And Joey Logano is your first time winner. Like yes. for whatever reason, 
Logano's the guy. So when I saw him at 14 to one, I was like, okay, let me just hit that. And then I looked at the stats. So that's a little extra feather in the cap for the 22 team. Absolutely. I think Joey Logano is going to be forced to be reckoned with this week. However, I'm going back to the well this week. I'm going back to William Byron. I mean, he, he was at the same number last week. Uh, he's at the same number this week. He's at 10 to one. He's uh, newsflash still number one total speed ranking. Did he have the best car last week in at Darlington? No, I don't think so. I think Larson had it. I think Chastain could make an argument. I think Truex obviously led a bunch of laps. Uh, but but like we're just talking about with Joey Logano, finds himself there at the end. Uh, you know, we've seen the the Larson and Byron show plenty of times this year. The numbers, the lap times, the screen flag speed rankings. I, I know I talk about it a lot. I'm probably yeah. You guys are getting headaches listening to me talk about damn speed rankings. But listen. They're, they're, the numbers don't lie, okay? William Byron, what has he got? Three wins on the year. His most recent come last week. He's there when it counts. Number one total speed ranking. And also, uh, Richmond, as I spoke about earlier, that's my cornerstone comp track. Uh, number one to total speed ranking. Let a bunch of laps there. Uh, got turned late by by Christopher Bell. Oh, it's Chastain's fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I think, in my opinion, I think Byron should be where Harvick is, right? And when I recorded Laying Coin last night, uh, Harvick was the co-favorite at seven to one, and Byron's still at this ten to one. I wake up today, uh, Harvick is at eight and a half to one. Larson dropped a little bit, and Byron still hasn't moved. In my opinion, I think Byron should be the co-favorite with Larson. Why should he not? Right? It's like we 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 we've seen so much speed from this 24 car, especially in the nine and the 48s absence. I don't know if there's something going on with Hendrick and they're like, all right, let's take the resources from these two guys that are out and let's put them here. You know, I'm getting my tinfoil hat on here, but I, I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change something that's not broken. I know it's very difficult to go back to back to win cup races, uh, but William Byron, 10 to one, let's say, let's say he goes out and he's got top three practice speeds and he wins his heat race. What's he at? Six and a half to one. That's mm -hmm. 10 to one is going to be long gone. So I'm going to take the speed that I've seen all year long. His worst total speed ranking is 14th. That was Martinsville. The reason why I don't love Martinsville is just because of the lack of passing. I don't think that the speed rankings were true to what those cars could have done that day. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of throwing that out. The next, next worst is 12th at Auto Club. Uh, and he got mired back in traffic a couple times. So, anyway, Phil, you're on Logano. I don't think that's a terrible play. I, I actually think if you got him at 14 to 1, I'm sure if you shopped around, maybe you could find an 11 to 1, 12 to 1 at this point. And then after practice and the heat races, maybe possibly you could find uh, something better if he doesn't perform like he has. And by the way, Darlington, his practice was nothing special. I mean, it, I faded him. I faded him in a matchup. I took Chase Elliott over Logano, and it, it, it was nothing special. And and here he comes. He just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. And and I'll I'll just say, like, you were on Byron last week. I tailed you, and it it saved my weekend. Um, so I'm I'm not going to hit on the, the Byron play this week as well. And I'll also say, you, you mentioned, like, the heat races, right? He goes out and he performs well. You're not going to get him at that number anymore. Well, let's just say this. What happens if he goes out? and he doesn't perform that well in the heat races, his number will drop a little bit. I wouldn't even hate for for just him and maybe like one other guy. If, if he drops like 14 to one or something, I wouldn't hate like kind of doubling down because then you're in a situation where you have the fastest driver of the 2023 season, fastest driver at Richmond, like you said, the cornerstone, 
maybe they just do something to get off cycle. I think we're all hoping that this track is going to generate some good racing. Um, and, and maybe they do something to get, you know, mixed up a little bit. And as soon as you're different than the rest, you got one of the fastest cars all season, anything can happen. So I, I think you're, you're onto something with the pricing there. And um, we definitely want to watch the heat races for sure, but I wouldn't even hesitate to, to really throw something down if he does go the other way. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there, I think there is a chance that we see this Martinsville conveyor type race, but I, I just, oh man, there's so much hype. There's so much around this race, the, the worn out surface. We saw the track coming up in these late model races. I just, I, 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 I there's, there's just no way. There's just no way that, that we see the conveyor type uh, this weekend and, and I'm going to bet accordingly. So uh, I like what you're saying. Maybe live bet. Maybe you, you get a guy off strategy. Maybe you, you see, you know, some speed. We're at a new track. Maybe you see some speed and you want to live bet. I know my co-host on Landcoin, Roy Picks, loves to do that. I, I, I do want to touch on trucks. I know we're running out of time here, but I do want to touch on trucks. Most amount of cup drivers in the field since 20, last year at Sonoma. Uh, first truck race back there in a long time. Uh, before that, the first or the most amount of truck the most, sorry, most amount of cup drivers in a truck race since Bristol Dirt of 2021. Another one of these first time visits. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody, you're going to open up the odds board and you're going to see all the cup guys at the top of the board. Do not sweat. Dude, this is a good thing. Okay. Yes. Is a cup guy probably going to win the race? Yes, probably. Most likely. We got Byron and Larson. Uh, two of the guys that I'm highest on in the cup race are also running in the truck race. Um, but but my point is, you got guys like Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Christian Eckes, who have had fast, fast trucks this year. Nick Sanchez dominated Texas. I know it's a totally different track. Uh, but my point is, these don't let the cup guys scare you. Don't only bet cup guys. Oh my God, there's a cup guy in the field. Don't only bet cup guys. Okay. This like Zane Smith, my example, perfect example. Zane Smith on bet 365 for a top three is plus 430. We've seen Zane Smith be outright at worse odds than that this year. Zane Smith, yes, had a terrible race last week at Darlington. His career has been terrible at Darlington, but. Not every cup driver, it's not going to be one through five cup drivers, right? So, and Zane Smith is clearly the class of the field in the truck series, in my opinion. Maybe not clearly, but in my opinion. So, I, I love Zane Smith, top three, plus 475 on bet 365. My apologies. Plus 430 on a couple other places. I think Bavada and a, and a few other places. I know he's in Barstool. Is it like plus 250? But, Phil, is there, you know, I'm on Zane Smith. Is there anybody else in the truck series? Maybe you can go cup drivers. Maybe you could dip into the, the the series regulars is there anybody else that we should be keeping our eye on going into wilkesboro this weekend yeah without a doubt i mean we you know have seen this year there have been truck uh races almost every race this year a cup guy has been in it between kyle bush ross chastain you know last week it was byron and and you know bubba i mean and if you noticed the truck regulars are winning these races Every week, I think the only one was Vegas, and that's Kyle Bush's playground. So, I mean, he, he's going to win it. But every week, you know, we have the same conversation, right? I, I do the truck pod with Derek Yoder on the NASCAR betting preview show uh, podcast. And every week we start with the favorites. And they're the truck uh, guys or the cup guys who are coming down to the trucks. Should we be scared of them? And I'm at this point right now, Mark, where I'm not. And if I get beat by them, so be it, right? Larson's in the seven truck. I, 
I don't know what to make of that seven truck. Last time he was in the trucks, it was Bristol dirt. He finished terribly. And he, you know, obviously he was the ringer last week. Byron won the cup race. Did he do good in the trucks? He was all right. He was okay. And he was driving the 51 truck, just like he is this week. He's, it's not something to be scared of. So yeah, um, I am loving as a truck fan. I am loving what these regulars are bringing to the table week in and week out. They are saying, come on, come, come battle with us. Cause we're going to beat you. And Corey Heim stands out to me. Um, he's going one-on-one against Bubba Wallace as an underdog. Get out of here. Corey Heim's stats are just through the roof when we're looking at these comp stats. And I'm looking at, you know, for the trucks, same Phoenix, or excuse me, Martinsville and Richmond, but I'm also extended to, there's a lot more races um, in the past year where their Kyre compound has been the same. We're looking at Gateway. We're looking at Phoenix. Um, so we IRC, excuse me. So there's a lot more if you really want to go that deep. And Corey Heim, doesn't matter what metric you're looking at, he's at the top of the truck regulars. Um, he's up there. So to have Bubba, we saw what Bubba did last week. He's not blowing anybody's doors off in that one truck. So give me the the 11 absolutely as an underdog. And you mentioned Zane Smith. He's going up against uh, Christopher Bell, and, and he's plus money. He's plus 115 on Caesars. Now, Christopher Bell, he's in the 61 truck. What? The, the machine and the equipment has meant so much more this year than just the name of the driver on the door this season in the truck series. So we don't know what that 61 truck has for Hatari there. It's a second truck. Tyler Ankrum hasn't been lighting the, the world on fire. So Christopher Bell coming into a second truck on a team that's like second rate. I'll take Zane Smith, man. Like for the reasons that you said. So there's so many reasons to be excited about this truck race. Absolutely. I'm so glad that that we were able to touch on that. I, I, I really do think that Zane Smith is someone to keep an eye on. Corey Heim has, I mean, uh, so before the season, I thought that Tricon was going to be like uh, Toyota's version of KBM, right? I thought that was going to uh, transfer over in the first few weeks. Didn't really seem like it, but man, Corey Heim has really come on. He's won a race at Martinsville, that that race that you're, the, Mart, the track that you're bringing into consideration here. So I, I definitely think it's an opportunity. And man, Zane Smith over uh, as an underdog over a guy that we don't know what his equipment's going to be like. That's a great point, Phil. And I think, you know, we've seen the 66 at a Thor Sport. Joey Logano won Bristol third. But we really haven't seen uh, another truck, you know, from Hattori Racing come out here. And, and we'll, we'll see what kind of equipment. I, I would have to guess that Christopher Bell's going to be in a Joe Gibbs and a TRD prepared truck. But listen, you never know. And with the, the, the speed of Zane Smith, even if he did have a JGR, a TRD prepared truck, I mean, the speed of Zane Smith could still outrun it. So, Phil, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. This has been, I, I feel like, a wonderful episode. We've gone a little longer, uh, but I feel like it's definitely warranted. And uh, uh, any any final words going into Wilkesboro this weekend? No, just be cautious. You know, look at if it's the truck race. Look at practice on Friday. You're getting a whole day to kind of digest that stuff. Same with the the cup race and the all-star race. You know, look at the heats, digest that information, and, and bet appropriately. But I wouldn't go too crazy, especially for the all-star race, because, you know, it is a little bit of a wonky race. Even though it's way better than it has been before, it's still, you know, kind of a, a mystery. So bet, sure, but, you know, don't throw uh, all your eggs out there to, to be crushed.
Absolutely. I, I think that practice and the heat races, especially if we can get lap by lap times, I think that's going to be huge for us, us this weekend. Uh, but for the sake of this show and for the sake of, of laying bets down and beating the number, uh, I definitely think there's opportunities just like there is every week. And every time we go to one of these un, quote unknowns, even last week at Darlington. So Phil, I appreciate you, man. Uh, where can everybody find you? I know you do a few different shows. Uh, just give it rattle off where everybody can find you, social media and all the different podcasts you do. <laughs> well, Full Tank with Phil's my podcast. I do it every week, uh, usually on Tuesday night. And um, that's my that's my baby. Full Tank Phil on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow me there. I would love to interact with you there. And I'm on the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter with you every week, Mark, on Wednesday nights. And uh, every yes, time sir. there's a truck race, we've been able with Derek Yoder. We've been able to to find a way to record and get something out so far. So the truck race pod has been uh, a really fun time for me this year. So those are all the spots. And I just want to thank you, man, for, for having me on. And this is a really great thing that you have going on and happy to be on this week. I appreciate it, man. Good luck this weekend. You too. All right, now on to our best bet of the week. We're we're on a little bit of a heater now. We started zero and two. We're two, we're three and zero since the zero and two start. And uh, this week we got the All Star race at Wilkesboro, as you already know. Um, but I'm going to the open. Okay, we got Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Eric Almarola, and Ryan Priest seem to be the sports books favorite drivers and cars for the open race. Now, when I first looked at the odds, I really liked Ty Gibbs to advance to the all-star race at plus 160. That's pretty widely available at many books. Um, but Caesar Sportsbook, I've, I've gone back to them a few times for this best bet that I'm giving out. And uh, Caesar Sportsbook has Ty Gibbs top three at plus 140. Now, to advance, he's plus 160. So I'm I'm gaining another spot, and I'm all over it. Now, if you take everyone in the All-Star Open speed ranking into account for 2023, Ty Gibbs is first. Okay, He's got the 15th best total speed ranking in 2023 so far this year. Next best is Josh Berry, 21st in total speed ranking. Then you got Eric Almarola. 22nd and Ryan Priest 23rd kind of ironic that they're the three but I think we've seen enough top tens out of Ty Gibbs he's in JGR equipment he's been running all season long uh, unlike Josh Berry now Josh Berry scares me a little bit but I'm okay with Josh Berry taking over this race and dominating every lap I'm okay with that right I I, I expect Ty Gibbs to transfer to the all-star race uh, but I'm gaining an extra spot. I could still win this bet and Ty Gibbs not advance to the all-star race. So pre scares me a little bit as well. I, when I say scare, I just mean I I, I, I could see Priest and I could see Barry running very well. Priest has got all those laps in the modified uh, 15th total speed ranking at Richmond, which I'm taking into consideration heavily. Um, but look, I'm I, I'm going equipment here. I'm going driver. I'm going speed ranking. And there's no reason that Ty Gibbs shouldn't be one of the top three cars in this open race unless something funky happens. So uh, instead of taking plus 160, I'm going to sacrifice the 20 cents and I'm going to take Ty Gibbs in the open to finish in the top three at plus 140. Now, 
Uh, like I said, we're looking to make the move the best bet to four and two on the year. I'd really like that. It really helped the bankroll a little bit. Uh, and and with that, I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. I appreciate everyone, and thanks to everyone at FrontStretch.com. And with that, we will see you at the ticket.